0: You are now listening to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast, a podcast that promotes self-care for entrepreneurs. Breathe in, breathe out, relax, tune in.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm Keisha Milana. And I am Nakia Smith. And today we are joined by our guest, Rock Hunt. So we're super excited to have him. He's actually a marketing coach that specializes in email marketing, SMS marketing, and chatbot automations. He's been in business for over three years, and he loves to help entrepreneurs build stronger connections with their audience and helping them to build a better business foundation. So thank you so much for joining us today. How's your day going so far?
2: Day's going great. First of all, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm just so happy to get into it and you know provide the audience some value. So again, thank you for having me on the show.
1: Yes. So first, can you just tell our audience a little bit about like how did you start your business and why did you choose automation?
2: Yeah, so actually, the reason why I got into entrepreneurship in general, I used to be a general manager for a flooring company. So the short version of my job is to make sure my sales team goes out to different apartment complexes and convince the property managers to do work in their units. And so, yeah. so it involved a lot of sales, a lot of marketing and a lot of uh, relationship building and trust building. So fast forward two years later, they actually shut down the branch and ran it out of a different city. So they no longer needed an office staff, a general manager, things of that nature. So I was out of a job. I had to figure out how I was going to feed my family, what was I going to do. So I decided just to go ahead and bid on myself, use my skills in sales to learn more about marketing and then try to find the market gap. A lot of people talk about social media. A lot of people talk about marketing this and that. A lot of people don't understand the value of having your own systems in place. So that's kind of what I like to focus on because those things really will do the heavy lifting in your business.
0: Yes, I love that. Because one thing we try to push is delegation, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. And then, you know, let's be real, a lot of entrepreneurs don't have the funds to hire somebody. So if you can get those systems in place, like you said, with automation and software, that can help alleviate some of those financial burdens. So where are some softwares that you recommend, if you can give us a few?
2: Well, a few. And if you're a service, this is especially for service-based businesses. I mean, it has some type of funnel or CRM. That's a CRM, mm-hmm. is a customer relationship management system. So I use click funnels, meaning I have a page where you can go, leave your information. And after that, you get automatically sent to another page that have a more broad information about my brand, what I offer, things of that nature. And once you take advantage, you can book time on my calendar. So that's very very helpful to me because I don't have to have a conversation trying to get someone to get a call or try to figure out what day is best for them. They can just look on my calendar, see what day works for them, and boom, they can they can schedule. Also, another good software is Connolly. That's of course for your booking and things of that nature. And also, there's another one called Get Response. That's going to be for your email marketing, which every business should be using to some degree. And so those will probably be my top three. If you're in business, then you should definitely have bare minimum those three involved to help grow your brand and grow your business. Awesome.
1: (laughs) Yes. I love that. And I feel like if you don't have those systems in place, it can be some negative impacts to your business or even to your personal life because you might be so stressed. So what's some of the effects that you might see, you know, for your clients when they're first coming to you where they don't have the system in place or like, what does that look like? Or how does your client feel
2: well, well, for one, they feel overworked, and they feel like the efforts they're doing isn't matching up. Isn't matching up revenue wise. And I can give you an example. I just had a client I just signed on. She had a reel that went viral. It had five million views, but she only got like I would say about maybe twenty clicks on her website. So there was a missing link there. So like people really come to me, they're frustrated because they know they've hit that pinnacle of growth. Where like, okay, I'm growing my social media. People liking my stuff. I'm getting thousands of likes per post. But what do I do now? How do I turn this into money? So okay, cool. So we take a look at everything they're doing. So okay, this is cool. You got the video, but now we got to put more attention behind it. Okay, cool. You getting the views, but now we got to get people off social media onto your personal, you know, onto your a list that you own, so your SMS list, email list, your chatbot list, and get them to a secondary community like a Facebook group, or you just try to sell them, you know, warm from there. So those are the people that only come in contact with me, and that's kind of how I help them transition from just content marketing to actually building and making some
0: money. Yes. So for the new and aspiring entrepreneurs out there, what do you think should be their first step when it comes to like automation? Like, what's the first basic thing they need to have?
2: The first thing you need to have is a landing page.
0: Mm-hmm. What a
2: landing page is, that's a page where somebody can come, leave their name, phone number, you know, email. In exchange for some information. So like if you do a newsletter, if you, you know, have some type of template, something you can give away for free. And if you're a product based business with a Shopify store, maybe that's a coupon code or some free shipping. And the reason why you do that, and I see a lot of people do this, they'll they'll have a link in their bio and there'll be a link tree. The link tree will have about 30 different offers in it. Right. Now you got to understand the normal human has a three second attention span. They're going to click maybe one or two links and get out of that. Right. If you have a landing page then at least you're getting something from the traffic that came onto your website. If you just send people to a homepage where it's a bunch of buttons so it's a bunch of different distractions, or you send people to a shop page, again, give people way too much variety, you don't have any control over that. As business owners, you only own two things. You own your intellectual property, and then you own your customer contact list. Those are the bases of the business. So, preach to focus on those fundamentals first as a new business owner. How can I get as much people deeper into my brand versus just seeing me for the first time? Because people don't mm-hmm. scroll social media with a credit card in their hands. So, therefore, you got to make sure you get them additional touch points to get them to that next point. Awesome.
1: Yes. That's so interesting because I feel like. It is a disconnect a lot of times between getting all those views and actually making it profitable to be on social media. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I think the work you're doing is necessary. I probably need to hit you up myself <laughs> because it for sure, for
2: sure. you know,
1: is discouraging for people that are content creators, especially when you know you're putting all this effort into creating your content and you're not getting the output that you would like to see.
2: Yeah, it's very it's very frustrating. Like I said, I've worked with people that have had half a million followers and they're barely making four figures a month. And I worked with people that will have two thousand followers on Instagram and they're clearing half a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So the social media thing, it's not like it's important, but a lot of times we use that as the foundation of our business versus being its intended use as a traffic source. It's a tra- mm-hmm. everything like blogging, YouTube, whatever it may be. It's a source of traffic, not a foundational place to build your business. So you have to understand your systems is going to take a lot of that load off and make things easier for you.
0: I I have a question. So I wonder if that's why a lot of big brands have kind of like steered away from influencers with a lot of followers and then more geared towards like micro influencers who have like a smaller following. But their engagement is like really, really up.
2: Yeah, they do that because they have the more dedicated relationship. The person with fifty thousand, a million, yeah, they may get likes, they may get, the, they may have the followers, but they may have a poor engagement rate. Their engagement rate is probably like at a point three percent. Anything about social media uh, marketing, three uh, percent is considered good for an engagement rate, right? Anything higher than that is pretty is suspect. So you might be buying power likes, buying followers, and anything below three percent is like, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's why they go to those smaller brands. They understand the. relationship Mm -hmm. piece of it, which is massively important. is underlooked. We look, we think of social media as our sales engine, but really that's just the first time they're going to see us.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Love that. So I have a personal question for you. What do you do for your self-care? Like how do you manage your business, your day-to-day? I know you have a family, like how do you take care of yourself and your family and then still be motivated and have enough energy to put into your business and uh, your clients?
2: It's all about having a schedule, having a schedule and being literally a slave to your schedule to some degree. I wouldn't say dictate, you know, let your life be run by a schedule, but if you want to be profitable in business, you have to make the right sacrifices. So for one, I get up at 6 a.m. every morning, whether I have a busy schedule or not, 6 a.m. Go get my food, get some time to myself, whether that's prayer, whether it's a quick workout, whatever that is, and go ahead and you know get my kids up, get them situated. Now I got Couple of hours to make sure I know what I need to do, whether that's calls, whether that's client work, and then I'm done. And around twelve or one o'clock, guess what? I can take a break and have lunch. I treat it not like a nine to five, but I treat it like okay, boom. I can't just do what I want. This is how I set my schedule so I can be successful. So I have lunch with my, you know, my kids, my wife. We do our thing, and then one o'clock or two o'clock, she does her thing. She also owns a business, and I take over. Mm-hmm. I watch the kids for a couple. Because we're having a daycare right now because you know, it's COVID and everything going on, and then once a little later on in the evening, we do dinner okay, cool, kids are straight. I get a little bit of work done and I shut it down about 6 o'clock. And I'm and I'm i fin- out, finished for the day, and I'm okay with that. You know, a lot of times we stick to hustle culture where it's like, oh, we got to grind it 24 hours a day, all day, every day, and that's the, that leads to burnout and that leads to discouragement. So you got to find the balance. Now, you, there are going to be some days where you will have to pound that pavement and put in work. But if you make it an everyday thing, then you're working too much in your business instead of on your business. Mm-hmm. And that's a major difference that a lot of people don't understand.
0: Break that down. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah. it's awesome. yeah. it's awesome. Yes. Yes. It's awesome. yes. yes.
2: It's okay. down. Got you. So working in your business is pretty much you buying yourself another nine to five you are putting all your time, all your effort and getting that, you know, and expecting the pay that may or may not come. So that's what I mean by working in your business. Working on your business is similar. You're no or less tightening up things, making sure things run smoothly and you're not as attached. Like you can step away. If you can't step away for three or four days, then a business suffers drastically, then you obviously aren't doing the right thing. So that's what I mean by working in your business versus on your business. We all got to get to a point where sometimes we can automate some things or we can hire out. Or, you know, do what we need to do. But if you're doing everything 24 hours a day and you're still getting mediocre results, at least you feel the mediocre, then something's missing. There's a piece missing that you may not understand, because a lot of times when we are in our business, we put ourselves in. And so it was like when we get that kind of outside criticism, it kind of hurts us a little bit because you're like, oh, man, I know I'm doing right. I'm getting these sales. But really, you're hustling back. So that's mm-hmm. the difference between working on your business versus in your business.
0: The working smarter, not harder. Exactly, and it's kind okay, of a hard for
2: it's kind of hard for new entrepreneurs to do because they just diving in. They seeing all the glitz and glam on social media about running your own business. They look at all these tutorials. They graduate from YouTube University with flying honors, and they go in <laughs> and dive right into it. And then with, once they end it, they they realize it's not the sweet. It sounds good. Everything sounds good in theory, but now you really got to figure it out. You know, every, yeah. everyone everyone has their own puzzle to figure out. So some may take longer and it may be discouraging, especially when you see someone that maybe start around the same time as you and they are so far ahead. That can be discouraging. Mm -hmm. But again, you can't you only can run your own race and make sure your processes are tight so you can be successful long term.
0: Yes. And it always go back to like you got to go back to the mission, your values and why you
1: started to keep you motivated. Yeah,
2: Exactly. exactly.
1: Yes. So I had a question. You said you do chatbot automation. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about how you get it started or right, just how to right. give up your business overall?
2: Right. And it's easier than what it is. It, what, there's a tool called MiniChat. And MiniChat partners with Instagram. So I know if you've been on Instagram, you see people say, you know, comment this to get my course or whatever that may be. But when you do it, you may be getting an answer two, three days later. Mm-hmm. Or they never hit you back at all. So now there's tools within Mini Chat to create where when someone when you actually do do that, then boom, now I can send you a link. So for example, if you DM me the word EOE on my Instagram profile, you'll get a link to my course. I don't have to be there to physically look. To see, okay, I've been been my business all day. Now I got to look back and see who DM me. Okay, cool. Now I got to send out 50 messages. That you know, that's just like, it's it's hustling backwards. Now if it's like, okay, cool, you got questions or you want to apply to work with me, you want we need more information. I can put you through a specific flow that answers those questions. And therefore, I don't lose out on the potential customer. And you don't have to sit there and wait for responses, mm-hmm. right? Some things you can't account for. But if you're any type of business owner, you should have three things set up where like they, w- they can go somewhere to learn more about your brand. You can show them your future item or some success stories, or they can just leave a question. And what you can do, you can hook that up to a Google Doc. And whoever leaves a question, you can review it. Okay, so these 10 people ask me the same question in a sense. So that's either A, it's a content idea, or I can create a flow specifically answering that question to, again, get them to the goal I want them to get to, right? It's all about controlling your traffic and being strategic. Everything you have to do in business needs to be intentional. So when you, like some you go to my DMs, and you, for the first time, you'll see a couple of choices. All of those have specific destinations. You're going to get to my Facebook group. Okay, you're going to a call with me. Okay, I'm gonna get you on my email list. It's going. This you're going somewhere or nowhere at all. But at least I have a goal in mind where I want you to be.
1: Got you. If you're somebody who's new or you know just starting to get these systems in place, where should you start? Let's say even if you let's say you even got an email list already, you got the basic. What's next? Like, do you branch out to the automations? Do you do the SMS marketing? Like, after you got a basic email list, like, what's next?
2: once you start getting emails, then you should already have some type of automation in place. If you're a brand new business, it should be something called a welcome sequence. Your welcome Mm -hmm. sequence is around five to seven emails of people getting to know your brand. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the email, then you send them your main offer, right? And you do that because you want to build that relationship. right? As you know, without doing it every, you know, every single day, trying to send someone a specific email that, yeah, no, no one's really doing that. So sending them a automated sequence and try to put the customer journey in mind of what I mean by that. So for me, email one would be the introduction. Email two might be a story about a client at their low point and part two of that email would be how they got to back to their high point. Email four may be a testimony. Email five may just be addressing any objections that they might have. And the last one I'm trying to get them to on the phone with me or to buy something. And even if they don't take any action, guess what? I can still follow up at least once a week and send a general piece of content out there in my email. So that's basically what email marketing is in a non-complicated format. Like if you're running a business and you want to collect emails and you need to get contact information, you need to follow those basic steps. That's the, really the first thing. And SMS marketing is definitely is valuable. But I don't suggest anyone get caught up in that in the beginning because you have to understand something called sales content. Sales copy is pretty much getting someone writing in order to get people to take action. If You haven't mastered that or at least understand it. You sending a text message isn't going to get anyone to take action. And guess for SMS marketing, you have to pay money. You have to pay for the credits you send out. So email marketing versus paying a, a flat fee every month, then you know spending money trying to get people to take action that you're not really you know crafty haven't perfected yet. So I sell people start off with email, get good results with email. Once you have maybe your dream 100, so 100 people that highly engage and they give you your phone number that always open, always buy from you, you import that to an SMS list. Now we have your new products. You've got discounts. you got sales going on. you got, okay, you're, you're a service provider. You can use this trick. You can say, hey, I can only work with three people for the rest of the month. If you want to take advantage, please book this call now. Okay, those will be for those people. That should be the systems from the beginning level as a business owner.
0: I want to go back to the email marketing because I know everybody has like the email marketing sequences. So, how do you engage your audience through email without them feeling overwhelmed by the amount of emails you're sending them?
2: Right. So, the goal is you have the automatic sequence per day. So, that's one email every day, that's automatic. And then, really, you're just sending content once a week. So, and the once a week is just can be some content you already put out, but in further detail. It can just be a motivational quote. It can be more things about your brand. And you're over. And the goal is to create a conversation. You're not trying to directly sell them via email. You're trying to get them comfortable opening. The, the goal is you want to get them comfortable opening things that come from you and to engage with your content on a more intimate level. Yes,
0: so. I love that. And I have one more question before we wrap up. <laughs> just one more question. <laughs> I like how you said when you get on social media, you're not even, you know, doing it leisurely. You're doing it with a purpose. So when you are out and about, do you still like promote your brand, you know, as you're doing stuff? Or do you try to like, OK, I'm out. I'm having fun right now. I'm not worried about business.
2: Yes. And it's somewhat of a balance. Like if I go somewhere, like if I go, for example, I went to I, you know, I like CBD. So I went to a CBD store the other day mm-hmm. and I pitched the manager on the spot because I know they were in there. I know their clientele. And I figure I can be an asset to their business that we got to meet next week. So it just depends on what kind of a business you're in and how comfortable you are on sharing your business where you go. Now, if I'm out and about with a family, I probably won't be trying to promote my business every single place I go. But if it's like I'm running to the store or I'm talking to somebody, I may, you know, boom, we make that transition then. So it is all about understanding where the opportunities are. You know, maybe if you're a clothing brand and you run into another person that you're talking about content with, that's a great connection right there. That's a great networking opportunity. So not everything may not result in money, monetization, but this opportunity in just spreading your brand to people that you resonate with, I should say. Not everybody. I say that so only people you resonate with. Is the
0: key Yeah. I love that. So stay ready. So you don't have to get ready.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Right. I keep, I keep the business cards in the back pocket. I already got my 32nd pitch on deck. <laughs> so,
1: okay. okay. And my last question was again, going back to when you said you don't scroll leisure leisurely on social media, you're either looking at, you know, content ideas or you said competition. What's some things that you look for when you're looking at the competition page Like to help improve your business.
2: So if someone has a bigger following than me, I look at their reels. I look at their followers. Are their followers engaging with them? How are what hooks are they using in the first three seconds of the video to get attention? What are they talking about? And I try to incorporate that in my brand, or I'll flip it. I'll try to talk something about something they're not even talking about, Mm -hmm. so that now I can stand out a little bit more, you know. Or I may go. It would, you know, go into their following and like their and like their followings contest and get eyes back on my page. So I'm very like I said, it's all about how intentional you are. Everything I do on social media, I'm very intentional. With. So therefore, it's like, you know, just looking at those key pieces and you only get there through practice. So if you're always mm-hmm. looking on social media just to look, then OK, you're not going to learn. nothing. It's OK, I'm going to look at five pages just like me and I'm going to see what they're doing. OK, mm-hmm. this video went viral. Why that video go viral? This video flop, why did that video flop? You know, these persons getting this many accolades and people want to work with them. How can, like, what are they doing that I'm not? I'm not saying that you need to copy anybody, but there's nothing wrong with examining what they're doing and try to say, well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If they're doing something well, I need to incorporate it, but put my own personal spin on it. Yes, look,
0: this is like such a rich conversation. I feel like we could have talked for hours. Right, right. we do have to, you know, be careful. Right, uh, so we right, right. definitely want to bring you back Any opportunity that you want to come back
2: Let me know, I'm, I'm down We want to
0: something right Definitely right Yes, awesome. yes. So
1: thank you so much for joining us today We really, really, really appreciate you Coming and dropping this knowledge On our audience So, you know, you can definitely go follow us At 21 Minutes or Less And you can tell the audience Where they can find you as well On social media
2: Exactly. So, you are on social media, go ahead and follow me at at sign rock your business on Instagram, and the same on TikTok as well. So,
1: okay, cool. And make sure y'all go follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana, and mine is at Butterfly Twenty One Miss.
0: And we're gonna see y'all on the next episode. All right, bye.